0: Hey y'all and welcome to another episode of the Hashtag Truth Challenge Podcast slash web series. Now, I'm clapping and I'm smiling, but today's topic is a little heavy. We are going to be discussing friendship breakups and this is probably going to turn into a little bit of a story time for me, okay? Okay. But nonetheless, we're here, okay? And we are all about growing, okay? Accepting our flaws, accepting those hurtful, traumatizing things in our lives and moving on from it, okay? And being bigger and better people just for our future and just the people around us and just, just great things, okay? Is y'all here for the journey? Because I'm here for the journey. I don't know why you here, but I know why I'm here, period. I'm going to be telling a story time. But I'm also going to be reading something from this website called, wait for it, SHE 3.0 Women Empowerment. And this is based on how you can recover and heal from a friendship breakup, right? Because it's gonna be a story time, but also we is gonna be better for us, okay? Period. Now. When it comes to friendship breakups, I personally feel like friendship breakups are worse than relationship breakups because y'all know friends be on a whole nother level, okay? Y'all have like that same sense of humor. Y'all share common interests. Uh, personality type may be like the same if not exactly the same y'all agree on a lot of things and honestly I'm one of those people that believes that you can find your your soulmate in a friend you can be soulmates with a friend I believe that and so when you spend X amount of years in a friendship and it starts going sour and you realize that y'all not gonna be able to recover whew, when I say hurt i'm still hurt like i'm still recovering right um so we're just gonna give it get into it so this has like seven different points of how you can heal and recover from a friendship breakup number one Know that you are still you. Now, this is hard because, again, like, when you're, like, just super close friends with a person, they didn't been around your family. You didn't told them certain amount of secrets. Like, they know certain things about you or about your family, and you know certain things about them and their family. Um, Y'all have given, like, energy, time, money, uh, and they, they literally become, like, part of your family, right? And so then when y'all separate (laughs) i'm saying separate like it's a breakup but it is a breakup it just the verbiage like it's the same anyways when y'all finally separate part ways break up whatever you want to say it's hard because you have meshed so many parts and um aspects of your lives with each other right and so Then, I know I did, I went through this whole process of um, finding myself again because I don't know, I don't know who else is guilty of this, but I am a very passive person. Um, There are some things, it depends on what it is and who's saying it, but there are some things that I am easily influenced by and I take on the um opinion or perspective of a certain thing if it makes sense in a certain context or it depends on who's saying it like for instance I know we all do this if sometimes if my mama say certain stuff I just be believing it because I'll be like my mama's smart you can't tell me my mama don't know nothing my mama be knowing do you hear me and then it'd be stuff where I'd be like girl now you know that ain't make no sense right so I feel like well just me i'm not gonna say everybody but i have that thing where i just kind of like easily adopt other things like I, I don't be, <laughs> this is bad, but like, I don't be fact checking. I like, it be like, Oh, I trust you. I love you. Okay. You said that then. Okay. Like, I believe you. I don't believe that you would lie to me. I don't believe that you would do anything to harm me or to mislead me. So I believe you. Um, and not that that's what people are trying to do, but it's also important to kind of like, have your own discretion about things which sometimes I don't be having. Can I okay? Truth challenge. This challenge it's challenging to tell the truth sometimes. The truth is I don't be fact checking stuff sometimes. Like if I love you and you have a certain uh placehold in my life, I just believe what you be saying. That's bad, but that's what I be doing. Anyways, I'm straying away from the the phrase. Um There was a journey that I had to go through to again, find myself again, because I had taken on so many different uh, viewpoints and ideologies and uh, mindsets and opinions that just were not me. Um, It just wasn't me. And so I had to get on that journey where I was just by myself, with myself, trying to get back to the raw authentic version of of who i was and knowing that i'm still a separate entity apart from this person um even though like you know you're individuals but like y'all grow so close and y'all create such a bond that it's like y'all are one y'all your friendship y'all are soulmates, right um so that's the first thing knowing that you are still you number two delete their number text conversations and pictures sis this be hard okay for me it was very hard and I really didn't want it to come to that point and it still really hasn't come to that point um I haven't deleted her her number but I have blocked her number um so this is what had happened um when everything kind of started to fall apart and we were having we basically we were arguing this very heated conversation discussion about um, why I was uh, saying certain things or thinking a certain way um, I had expressed that I was very tired we met let me let me back up we met in church and Um, During that time, it was just a whole lot going on and I was just very tired. I was very tired of church. Um, I was not being fed spiritually and and I had to really come to the realization of that first because I didn't believe that at first. I was like, no, like I just... All the things church people tell you, dudes, like just keep coming to church, like just keep going, just keep serving, just keep. But that be the bullcrap that burns you out. You be tired. You be over. You be like, bruh, I need a break. I be in here all day, every day. I'm tired. I'm tired of looking at y'all. I'm tired of doing this. Like, I'm not. This is not. Like I'm serving, but I'm empty, and I can't serve when I'm empty. And I was expressing just how tired I was, and I just really needed some self-care, and I just needed some time to myself. Like I, like I had went home for my mom's retirement uh, party, and that was like a time off. And when I got back, Um, I was like bro like no I'm still tight like I don't want to go back it like I'm still really like emotionally spiritually mentally I was very exhausted and I still needed time and she just didn't understand that I needed this time that I needed to take care of myself mentally and emotionally and at that point church was the problem and I didn't want to admit that for so long because I just believed in it so much but it was not a healthy environment um it was very manipulative just very it was a lot of things so i was expressing my concerns about like just being burned out and she just did not understand like when i got back home from flint she was like that was your break you need to be back now and i was just like no (laughs) which is something I did not say often or hardly ever did I say no to church or church functions or people of church whatever congregation I don't know church activities I very rarely said no so me saying no probably was like a foreign word when it came to church and so we got into it back and forth about church And I needed, to, where are you? You need to be at Bible study or a church We need you to pray before, uh, um, before service We have an intercessory prayer You need to be there, I want you to pray It's like, I'm tired I don't know how many times I have to tell you niggas this But I'm burnt out Like, I just, I was tired So, we got into it about that And among other things Um, and I had to admit my fault of just how passive I am and not saying when things bothered me, things specifically about her or about church, um, not expressing, um, just my concerns, not being clear on my boundaries and not being stern about like, what I wanted, what I needed, what I wanted to do, and specifically what I did not want to do or how I did not want to be treated or how I did not want to be talked to. So when I did start saying that I didn't like certain things, it was very appalling. Here's the thing, y'all, and I can't be the only one. Don't be passive. Okay, do not be passive about what you need out of a friendship. Don't be passive about your boundaries. Don't be passive about what you're okay with and what you're not okay with because what's gonna happen is you're gonna pin that up. It's gonna be repressed and suppressed emotions and hurt and you're not saying anything and the person has no idea that you're hurting or that you're bothered or that you're upset. And then one thing triggers it and then boom emotional vomit is just coming out of you and they're overwhelmed and then they're defensive because they like who are you talking to like what, what are you saying and you're trying your best to like explain how you're feeling and also mind you like we were speaking over text Um, so I don't think anything was being taken as it should have been, because you can read a text a thousand different ways and be totally wrong about every way that you took whatever was being said. Um, and I was trying my best to say things like, as like neutral. And even then I, it's like, why am I trying so hard to be like neutral about stuff? Like, Just say what you want to say because obviously she's saying what she wants to say. Um, But then again, like I still have the things like I don't want to say certain things because I don't like conflict. I don't want to hurt your feelings. And I also have this complex where I don't say certain things because I don't want your feelings hurt because you're realizing that you're hurting my feelings. It's just weird. It's just this whole thing. So we went back and forth. We cannot come to an understanding. I gave it a few days to, to um, cool off <sighs> and I was being so misunderstood the entire conversation that I was so frustrating because I was trying my best to explain how I was feeling and what I was going through and I was just not being understood and I take full responsibility for that but there were some things being said in that conversation that were so hurtful and just so like just off for me Delete the conversation. Right. It does us no good to go back looking at what a person said, going through the emotions all over again. Like I just couldn't do it. So that night or the next day, I deleted the whole thread, the whole conversation like done with. Right. Um. So I reached out at some point and I was just like, OK, let's talk like we when do you have time to talk? She didn't want to talk. Um, Then she reached out a few months later to apologize. I mentioned again, like to talk, did not want to talk. And so I came to the understanding that there was going to be no closure for me on my end. I came to the realization that, and it didn't even necessarily have to be an apology because she did apologize, but it was so... Can I be honest, it was so half-assed that I was like, you could have kept that. Um, Because at that point, I was doing the work that I needed to do mentally, spiritually, emotionally, like I was going to therapy and everything. Because I was so connected to these people and it was so hurtful to have to remove myself from it. But it was doing more harm than good. I promise you that. Um, so I was doing what I needed to do to heal for myself and um, again I reached out those couple of times or mentioned it that second time about talking she did not want to talk about anything so I came to that understanding that okay we're just never gonna talk again that's gonna be it and so let me move on with my healing process Um, so from that point on and this brings me to the third point unfollow that person on social media um i unfollowed on uh i didn't even unfollow i deleted my facebook because i was getting messages from family members and just church members and just uh, i was like "Bruh, leave me alone like i'm literally trying to heal i'm trying to get better and y'all are not helping like y'all are a part of the problem and even then i was so passive like i couldn't even say that because i don't want to hurt someone else's feelings so that they know that they hurt my feelings like again strange stuff like y'all please don't do that because it gets you nowhere so um months go by I'm in therapy like I'm trying to get acquainted at another church Um, I'm just taking care of myself I'm listening to my body I'm listening to my emotions and um just listening to myself which I felt like I hadn't done in so long I had neglected myself so much and given literally almost every bit of spare time every bit of my energy to ministry and and friendship and just stuff that I just need to take care of myself and so months later I got a text from her wanting to talk because she was then bothered and she felt like she needed closure uh, to whatever it was that we had going on. And I said, no, I don't want to talk because I'm already doing what I basically is too late. I asked you to talk. You didn't want to talk. I asked you twice. Did you want to talk? You didn't want to talk. It's literally like six, seven Maybe eight months later and you're asking to talk. And at this point, the way that you have talked to me up until this point and have blown me off and ignored me and disregarded who I am as if I was literally nothing. Um, I did what I needed to do to move on and you should surely do the same. Um, So I said, I did not want to talk. She insisted two, three, maybe even four times to talk. I let her know kindly, please respect my boundaries. Like I'm telling you that I don't want to talk. Um, And she dismissed that. Um, I'm not disrespecting your boundaries. Disrespecting your boundaries would be coming to your house. Um, and I'm not, I'm just being persistent in asking you. And I'm like, that's right now. My boundary is don't ask me that. Right. So even then that further confirmed to me that this was not con- that this was not going to work because you're still not respecting what I'm saying. Like I'm saying no. Um, so then at that point I had to block her number because even at the end of the conversation, again I deleted it I don't remember exact words but it alluded to this is not gonna be my last time asking you even though I've already asked you three and four five times um, I'm still gonna keep asking and even in the asking um, at that point once she was over whatever it was and now it was at the point where it was bothering her It was like, how selfish is that? Because when I was bothered and I wanted to talk, you didn't want to talk. And you're expecting me to just jump when you ask because now you're bothered and now you're having issues with how things ended. And that's not my fault. And I have the right to say no. So that's what I did. And I blocked her number. Maybe a week or two later, I received a letter in the mail from her, um, basically stating how she didn't understand uh, where I was coming from with self-care, why I was saying that, why I didn't want to be a part of the ministry, wh- where was I gonna go as far as like church and the things in our friendship towards the end that she did intentionally to hurt me. Um, and as I was reading it, that was the most hurtful thing because it was like, you know, my soft, my soft spots and you know, the things that hurt me and that are still tender and that I'm still trying to heal from, but yet you intentionally went there with further intention to hurt me. And I could not respect that regardless of if she was trying to amend things or apologize or whatever. It was like, (laughs) You don't care. <laughs> you don't care. And I would really be foolish to try to continue this friendship or even hear you out when I'm reading that all of these things you did to me on purpose as like punishment for not seeing things or doing things your way and I just could not get with it. Like I'm sad right now and I feel like I want to cry right now because it was so hurtful like somebody that you love and that you care about and you've shared so many things with and you've created such a bond and had such a great friendship with and you hear them say I did that on purpose and that's not the first time where she has um done things and I don't want to sound dramatic but it is what it is like emotionally abused me and the people around her because of something that she's upset about um and before it was just like okay we all have our flaws right and you don't just up and leave a friendship because you know somebody is working through their issues but it was just like this reoccurring thing where it was like bruh I'm tired of being beat up And that letter was the last straw for me So I shredded the letter Moving on to point number four Let mutual friends know Um, We didn't have any mutual friends Because it was just us Um, I was her only friend And she was my only friend Um, So I didn't have any mutual friends But I did have other friends That I told uh jasmine and tasha uh they were so there for me in that moment and i recited the story to them and i asked them like does this make sense or whatever text conversations that we did have and this is when everything first initially happened like before i deleted text messages and stuff um I would ask them, like, okay, well, when I said this, like, how would that come off to you? Or when she said this, like, do you really think she meant it like this? Or do you think she meant this? Or am I taking it the wrong way? Or what do you think that means? Like, because I wanted to make sure I was doing the right thing, even though everything in the world was pointing to that this is it. Like, this is no more, like, you need to get out. Like, we don't need no more toxic anything like we got enough going on by ourselves and this person is not helping you heal um so i did let them know and literally um and jazz and tasha um and Lexis, we were all like cool through um college days like we had a mutual friendship like we weren't like super close but we were still friends we were there for each other in some aspects we talked you know we would catch up every now and then um but we weren't like super super close and this happening for me was the beginning of us being super close and I really just thank God for them because they were just so there for me and yeah they were really just solid. Um, number five, be cordial if you see them. Um, I have not seen her since then. And again, this was over a year ago. I want to say almost like a year and like six months ish maybe. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, and I guess we would be cordial. I mean, I don't think either one of us would just like not speak. We would say hello. Um, But there's nothing for us to really talk about. I know that she's not somebody that I want to uh, converse with necessarily um and i'm not mad i just don't i am not trying to open myself up to that energy now am i still hurt and still healing absolutely like my feelings is still hurt y'all seen me get teary eyed about five seconds ago uh my feelings still hurt low key high key um but there's nothing for us to talk about um high and bye but other than that um because i i need to protect Myself. I need to protect my energy. Uh, I need to protect who I am. And I have to remember that I'm important enough to protect myself from people that I'm allowed to protect myself from people that mean me no good. Uh, number six, continue on living your life. This was the biggest thing for me because it was so hard for me to move on after being so connected to her and to her family and to church and just, um, just the whole little unit that we had going on. And I had always told myself, I'm like, Daytona is never like a end. This is never like my final place. Um, but because I was so connected to her and her family and church and stuff, that I was like, maybe this is where I settle. But then once I got out of that, I realized that me staying there would be me settling, um, figuratively speaking and literally speaking. Um, and so, uh, but I wasn't really thinking about that at first, honestly, like not for another, like Oh, a few months down the line, uh, I was like, you know what? Daytona, our little good run has come to an end. I feel like I have grown to the capacity that I could in that environment. So let me move on. And I applied for some jobs here in Houston. It was between Houston and Atlanta, um and my friends had moved to Atlanta Jasmine and Tasha had moved to Atlanta and I was still in Daytona and I was like you know what like I really want to be like in a city and I just want to see other places and other things and I just feel like there's nothing else I can do here in Daytona like if you ever been to Daytona like you get what I'm saying so uh my mom was like supportive she was like Hey, as long as you got a job, you can go. So I started applying for some jobs. Got a really good job here in Houston, and I dipped out. Like I literally, I applied for the job uh, end of January, beginning of March or beginning of February, and I had moved down here by March third. So it was like pretty quick. Where I was like, Hey, maybe I should move. And then boom, your girl was out of here. So. Um, Yeah and I feel like if I had not uh, had my friendship breakup that I would have just been stuck and like not happy where I was as I already was like I was just so tired y'all. I was just so burnt out from giving so much of myself to church and to church activities and church people who really y'all when I say really did not give two F's did not care. Like will run you down to the ground. And like I said, on top of that, like my spirit wasn't being fed. And again, it was something that I didn't want to admit at first. But when I finally came to that realization, I was just like, yeah, I can't stay here anymore. Like I, it's not helping. It's hurting and ouch. (laughs) Owie. So I had to get on up out of there, y'all. Um, number seven, and this is the last one on the list, cherish the friends that you do have. Like I said, this brought me to a whole kumbaya with Jazz, Lexis, Tasha. Um, like I said, we have always been cool through college. Then was my homies, Then was like my day ones. And I had kind of like gotten away from the group because, you know, I was trying to do something else as far as like God and being saved and all this other stuff. And like, we was all kind of doing it, but we was all kind of doing it like in our own way, our little own thing. And like, I was the only one that was doing it the way that I was doing it. And everybody else was doing it the way that they were doing it. And I was like, "Eh, I feel like we don't really have things in common. So we, like we were, we were cool and we were homies and we were there for each other, but we weren't like close. And I feel like this was the beginning Of something that brought us closer and I am so 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 thankful but yeah just major shout out to my friends that I have now I'm super 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 grateful for them Um, I'm so grateful for the experience that I had literally um, everything that I experienced just and if you listen to my 2019 is trash episode where I had another story time Everything that has happened to me as far as like church and just losing friends and just losing so much that I was connected to jump-started me to start this podcast and to share my truth and to share just like the good, the bad, and the ugly and not just live in this bubble that everything is okay and going good all the time and God always gonna fix it and all this. Like, no. No life sucks sometimes I'm trash at being an adult I don't know how to functionally navigate relationships because of past trauma I'm really bad at all of these things and I want to tell that truth but also be proactive about changing and bettering myself in the process it's been sad and it's been hard and it hurts it still hurts to this day but I'm also okay, and it's also catapulted me into a, a dimension of myself that I didn't know existed, a mindset that I didn't know I could get to, and a self-love that I didn't know I could feel. It's just been a great thing, y'all, and I, I, I feel good. I'm, I'm happy with. Who I've become since then like I've literally uh, evolved and parts of me have died and it's been hard to let go because it, you're grieving certain parts of yourself that no longer serve you and then you're having to um, throw away old concepts and ideals and, and, and understandings about the world and, and adopt, adopt new things so that you can continue to elevate and be the best you that you can possibly possibly be. And for that, I'm grateful. <laughs> now, listen, I know this was a heavy episode, okay? Because I got a little bit emotional. But I thank y'all so, 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 so much for listening to my podcast. If you have followed me on my IG page or on my, uh, what's that thing called? YouTube I appreciate y'all I appreciate you okay y'all keep listening keep liking keep sharing subscribe um, rate my podcast just send all the loves okay your girl needs the love I need all of it okay um so yeah subscribe to my podcast hashtag Truth Challenge on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, on Spotify. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel where you can watch this podcast. If you want to see your girl, you can find me at tamia Speaks on YouTube. And you can also go ahead and follow my podcast page at HT Truth Challenge on Instagram where I will be posting clips. And if you want to check out full episodes again, you can check them out on my YouTube channel. Thank y'all for watching. Peace.